is involving involving the journalists Barnes and Duplessis? Well, I would say that uh, um, the actions of our colleagues, um, I would say, were not uh, were not good, especially in the context of the ongoing um, uh, racial tension in the country, uh, mostly waged in, uh, in on social media platforms. But um, with regard to the ETV colleague, I would say that uh, I think uh, ETV took uh, the right decision, and I think he too took the right decision and acknowledged uh, that he had done something wrong and it needed to be corrected, and he apologized. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. At least it offers the route to move uh, to have a way forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that ETV has also invoked its own internal uh, processes. And then with regard to the Karim uh, matter, um, um, I also I saw that she also had uh, apologized, say, saying that she acknowledges that uh, her tweet was uh, had uh, caused some trouble, and uh, there are now question marks about whether or not the ANC will go ahead with its plan to ban her from uh, the events around its hundred and fourth birthday. Now, now the tweet says, it "Seems Rusty News Cafe will be a choice hangout for pa- pantypreneurs and tenderpreneurs at this weekend's ANC hundred and fourth bash." But the question then is: Is that racist, or is it just harsh criticism? Well, it's 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 easy for some people to say that um, it's not racist. It's just an opinion, or it's, it's a harsh criticism, or it's just an observation. But given the goings on in the country and the context within which the remark is made, it lends itself to a, a legitimate um, uh, interpretation that it, 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 it's racist and it could be interpreted as sexist as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think that the ANC is well within its rights to feel offended by it. And I think that she has also acknowledged that that's why she withdrew uh, 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 the tweet. And I think that had she thought or had she felt that it was an opinion that she held and felt strongly about, and that is what it was a legitimate opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think she would have uh, uh, withdrawn it. Or I don't think she would have apologized. But I think she too realized that it perhaps it went too far. Mm-hmm. But are journalists allowed to have their own opinion on social media? Yes, um, journalists are allowed to have their opinions, and. Uh, and, and quite frankly, some of the opinions that they hold um, uh, when expressed could be very harsh on, on the people that they comment about or on the issues that they, they comment about. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But uh, uh, many media houses um, uh, have uh, social media policies. So there are certain things that uh, you may not be able to say about your company and things like that. And I think increasingly many other companies uh, beyond the media are adopting social media policies, because you you see, okay, this is a new uh, phenomenon, uh, the social media phenomenon, where people can just comment uh, easily and, and have their comments accessed mm-hmm. by millions of people around the world. So, uh, many uh, em- employers are, are, are beginning to institute certain uh, um, policies uh, so for that, for, so, so which can be complied with. But those policies should always take into account that people have a right to free expression. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like a very thin blue line. So, so where should journalists then draw the line when it comes to commenting in their personal capacity on, on, on social media? Well, I think the, 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 the guideline is laid out very clearly in the Constitution. Um, we have uh, a, a freedom of speech, we have freedom of opinion, we have freedom of thought. Nobody should control what you think, nobody should control what you say. 
We've got all these freedoms uh, that are obviously in line with a modern uh, democratic society. But those freedoms are not absolute. They are limited. Um, and, and, and it is the limitations themselves that help us protect those freedoms. So in other words, much as we have got the right to say what you want to say or what you are thinking, you must also think about are those uh, comments uh, not hurtful to others? Are they not offensive? Are they not spreading hatred? Are they not spreading war? So those are the limitations that are in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have in our own private capacities as citizens and in our conduct as journalists, uh, this is also enshrined in the code, uh, press code. So we have to observe those limitations. And I think in my view, it's only when we observe these limitations that our fight for freedom of expression becomes more credible. Now, in the case of Karine Duplessis, is it within the ANC's rights to, to ban Duplessis from all party events? Well, my view is that, look, there is a process of accreditation that the ANC and other political parties normally uh, institute. So you apply, and they, you, they, they, I assume the reason why there's an application process is that there's a possibility that you may be rejected or accepted. But I think that political parties, including the ANC, should not use people's uh, uh, views as a criteria to exclude or accept or even reject an application for accredit- or withdraw an application for accreditation. But in this case, um, I think that uh, 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 the person concerned went beyond what you can call an opinion and used a language that is offensive. But if you were to ask me whether the ANC should withdraw or reject their application for accreditation, I would say my view is that if I were the ANC, I think I would rise above this because the ANC has a stated goal of uniting society, of uh, fighting for non-racialism, non-sexism, and all of that. And the ANC uh, has always had this thing that it can deal with all sectors of society, including people that it sees as racist. racist. It, can, it can have a relationship with them, with the view of making them see the light. So if I were the ANC, I would, even if I think this is a racist or sexist comment, I, I would actually rise above it and accept her accreditation. And finally, Mpumalelo, just uh, briefly, uh, your advice to journalists out there using social media. I would say let's use social media um, uh, to express ourselves. We shouldn't uh, be afraid, but we should be mindful of the limitations that are contained in the Constitution. There should be no other guideline other than the Constitution itself. Thank you so much for your time. That was the SUNF Chair, Mpumalelo Makabela, the South African National Editors Forum. Now, to look at what's happening on social media since the racial debate broke, we are joined in studio by our very own SABC online producer, Neo Motlong. Neo, very good afternoon to you and welcome. Afternoon to you too. Now, racism comments is blowing up all over the social media, starting with uh, Penny Sparrow and uh, Justin Van Feeren. Uh, can you tell us how this all started, if you're looking at the trends? It all started with a post when Penny Sparrow replied on Facebook, and it was taken to, <clears throat> it was taken onto Twitter, where it kind of um, grabbed people's attention because of the hashtag that was used, Penny Sparrow. And with a hashtag, you're opening your argument or you're opening your discourse to more than one people. It's no longer just a small community. That's what people um, should be very careful about, especially when writing something on social media, that it can easily be taken from one platform to the next. And with Twitter having so many users, it actually spread around the world. It actually went to Nigeria and the U.S. and um, countries mm. like India. I My mean, goodness. Looking, <laughs> looking at the past few days, mm-hmm. um, the hashtag Penny Spiro has been consistent, um, <clears throat> having reached 
three, uh, 2 million people mm. in the past seven days and uh, impressions on the tweet alone are about 300 300 um no, not 300 3 million meaning that um as much as people are engaging 2 million people are engaging with the tweets um 300 3 million more people are seeing the mm. tweet and they are reacting to it so so this is a global phenomenon and she's been trending um uh, so 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 those are the stats for penny and as well as for Justin von Fieden or it's just for penny it's just for penny mm-hmm. uh, no now now what are the experts saying about this is is social media a, a minefield that, so, you sh- that you should be very careful about. You should be very careful about. There's a thin line between um, what, what people would say a racist comment or your own opinion. So you have to be really careful of what you're saying because there is um, a form of what we call in the digital space um, black Twitter, which has a whole lot of what they also call um, black activists mm-hmm. who are looking at this comment what people are saying and they are reacting and it's a backlash i mean mm-hmm. one tweet can be can be spread worldwide as you can see with the with the sparrow mm-hmm. woman uh, trended all yeah. over the world now do we have stats on all the recent uh, spate of racism attacks on on, on social media and, and which which got the most outrage was it penny sparrow or was there others um, looking at the stats this afternoon, the one that got m- the most interaction was actually the fees must fall. Uh-huh. When you look at the fees must fall, it, uh, um, in an hour it had about 700 posts. Um, in that hour, 500 users interacting with the post and it, re- uh, it reached um, 6 million people around the world. That's just mm. within an hour and about 7 million people interacted with uh, with the hashtag and that hour and the f- uh, the most amazing thing when you look at it um, in Canada one percent of people who are on social media on Twitter are talking about it and the United States that has over 300 uh, 300 million population um, five percent of those people who are on social media are talking about this topic mm. so it, it's a big topic and you have like switzerland one percent of mm-hmm. people in switzerland are talking so it's no longer just a south african Phenomenon. issue it's mm-hmm. a worldwide issue i tell you and why is this only happening on social media is it because it's such a new media that that everybody can have access to or 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 what is the what, what does the trend suggest I would say it's because it's a new media and you are you are not just limited to the characters that Twitter gives you. Yes, you have got 400 characters, but um, with, with the hashtags and the other platforms, you can actually expand the topic. It's no longer um, limited to one platform like print media or TV. It's not something that you just watch and it ends there and you as the viewer cannot interact with it. With social media... Um, I, as the user, can interact with it and spread it around as much as I want. So I am no longer limited to mm-hmm. the traditional medium of communication. Neo Motlong, thank you so much for your time and giving us those stats. Eh? That no. was SABC online producer right here in studio with us, Neo Motlong. It's now time for the... Uh